happening, everyone? Welcome to the Paranormies. I'm Johnny Monoxide, and tonight I am joined by Dogbot. What's up, man? Uh, just sitting comfortably in my Paranormies t-shirt. You can get it at dissidentapparel.com. Nice. Also joining us this evening, Reinhard von Krieger. Hello. What's up? Uh, nothing super clever. I've got my Paranormies shirt on, and I am tired. All right. That's two for two with the Paranormies shirts. Jack the Intern, what's up, buddy? I'm the odd man out. I'm wearing the shirt for my show. All right. Which is? Fair enough. Uh, the Hyperborea one. Oh, nice. Nice. Yes, I am not the wearing... Show, your show's called the Hyperborea one? Yes, that's what, <laughs> yeah. it's, that's what it's called. Yeah, that's what, that's what it's called. Yeah. that's You didn't know that? That's, they, they changed it. Um, yeah. No... I'm also not wearing a Paranormia shirt, but I am wearing my glow-in-the-dark HP Lovecraft shirt. Nice. So, yeah, I, it's it's just as cool as a Paranormia shirt, um, if I do say so myself. But speaking of Paranormia shirts, speaking of Paranormia shirts, the Dogbot art has been sent to the Dissident Apparel crew. Nice. Ooh. Yes. So the next two T-shirts to be released are the Dogbot art, which is pretty dope, by the way. It's very cool. Um, I think we'll be able to do it black on a white t-shirt and white on a black t-shirt because it's pretty much, if you've ever seen any of Dogbot's art, a lot of his stuff is uh, just inks and it's really, really super cool. Um, you're going to love it. And the other the other uh, shirt is going to be the Paranormies tinfoil. Finally. Finally. After oh my god, since it's been four years. It's been four years since I had that graphic made. Oof. Yeah. Finally, it's making it to a shirt. Do you can you post the uh, that art in the prep chat later? I know we saw it like months and months ago. Yeah, I'll, I'll get it to you in a little bit. Yeah, I saw it. I saw my. Phone. Well, I, I think I I think I mailed you the uh, the design I did like six months ago. No, it wasn't that long ago. Stop it. Might have been. Might have been three. I don't think it was six. I mean, it can take a while to get it digitized, though. Yeah, whatever. Hey, we, we couldn't just dump all these designs on people all at once. A lot of people have, you know, not a lot of disposable cash. So we're going to help our people out here. If we were to have dumped like 12 T-shirts on the market all at once, do you really think that would have been fair to everybody? Definitely not. I mean, I don't believe in fairness. I know life's not fair. I tell people that all the time. Life's not fair. Uh, you know, hierarchies exist in nature. Like nothing's equal. I get it. Yeah. It's such a brutally subjective metric. It doesn't even make sense to even entertain it. No. Equity, no, inequality and fairness are not things that need to exist. No. So. One of, one of the favorite sounds coming from my enemies is that's not fair. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's not fair. That's not nice. Life is neither. Oh, that made the chupacabras upset hearing that. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. They know. S settle down. Yeah. Settle down. <laughs> All right. You have to they're get like, chicken. They're like, blood, uh, blood on the floor? <laughs> so, <laughs> no, not today. Not today. All right. A uh, little bit. Quick bit of business. We got a donation from Lucent Badger. He sent us $100 in Bitcoin right before the the 
Chinese Jews try to pull the bottom out from the crypto market. Uh, where is he sent it to my email? So let me open that up. I thought I did that already. Oh, well, of course, as if they're not the ones who control the rise and fall of the Bitcoin market. No, everybody knows it's Elon Musk. <laughs> not really. Yeah, you can Pre- crash it with that. a meme. Yeah, press F for lone scum today. Yeah, say, well, yeah, but hang on. Uh, here we go. Yes, Lucent Badger sent us a donation, and he said, I also wanted to send you, suggest a book you might enjoy or have some interesting takes on, The Stress of Her Regard by Tim Powers. Like other Powers novels, oh, it's a novel, it presents alternate or true history with supernatural paranormal elements. In this case, the story is that of Byron, Shelley, and company, and their experiences mo- and their experiences with modern-day Nephilim, which are identified as vampires. I know you, the paranormies, loves them some Nephilim. Some other Powers books are Declare, the Jinn, the Anubis Gates, Time Travel and Egyptian Magic, On Stranger Ties, Tides, Voodoo, and one about Einstein and time travel. Stay spoopy, loose and badger. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Oh, so he's the guy who actually, he wrote the book that became the basis for the terrible uh, Pirates of the Caribbean movie of the same name. Tim Powers? Yeah, On oh. Stranger Tides. Oh, is that what it is? On Stranger Tides? That's the that's the book that became Pirates of the Caribbean? Yep, he wrote that like sometime in the 90s or 80s. So I did not know that was the same guy. Cool. I'm, I'm so, going to check out his books. So the book wasn't named after a ride at Disney World? No, the book was literally just on Stranger Tides. That's it. And they took the whole, they took the story, all the characters, Blackbeard, all that from the book and then adapted it to the Pirates of the Caribbean universe. Well, wow. They named it to, they named it after a log ride at a, that's so messed up. Yeah, I mean, there had already been three of them, so they had to make oh, some more money. Oh, so so the original Pirates of the Caribbean isn't isn't really this book. It's like one of the later ones. Yeah, it's one of the like cash cow sequels they tried to do later on that tanked. Oh, interesting. As I I mean tanked for Disney. Here. What? <laughs> yeah, tanked for Disney, which means they only made like a hundred and seventy nine bajillion dollars. Right. Yeah. Anyways, what was the what was the name of the book again? The stress of her regard. Um. Uh, yeah, I believe that's what it was called. Just a second. I closed out and I was looking. It is called the stress of her regard. Yes. Awesome. Yes, I'm gonna pull this up on see if I can find a PDF or something of it because this looks really good. Thank you, Lucent. Cool. Yeah, that's Lucent Badger, and uh, he he hooked us up with some Bitcoin. Shame. Shame that um, Elon is doing the bit where he's pushing Bitcoin down this week. What a my fake money is not doing as well. Is it because he's depressed because of his divorce, Bro- breakup, or whatever? Breakup, breakup. Yeah, whatever. Okay. They don't. They're, yeah, they're listen, bro. They're Zoomers, okay? Or she is. I don't. He's not a Zoomer. He's a millennial, right? I don't know. It, I don't know what he is. <laughs> he could be like three hundred years old. That crime thing is weird, though. Yeah, that's definitely a strange, strange humanoid, for sure. I, I could have told you that that's not a, it's not a keeper, lone scum. It's probably not. 
probably not going to go beyond. I mean, three years is a long time for, for something like that. Yeah. 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 To not have turned, you know, three years to not have turned into something. I figured by now it would have at least achieved another form. Maybe Grimes was its latest form. Maybe Grimes was its final form. Maybe. Ooh. Yeah. Maybe the real Grimes were the, I don't know. Trainees we met along the way. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Really weird. Yeah. Oh, oh I, speaking of trainees. working with the. That but, alter ego show. What's that? Grimes, Grimes is, is actually yes. a judge on that alter ego show. Yes, huh. yes, yes. Grimes what, is really? A judge. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. When I was Definitely. when I was making the rounds, turning off all the televisions on the ellipticals and treadmills at my gym, uh, I think that show was coming on, and they were, and it was somebody going through their life story before they imprinted themselves into their alter ego gross yeah yeah that that show doesn't look very very good at all it looks rather frightening actually it's it's not even like really good well it's holograms right they're not it's not like computer they're they're actual holograms yeah they're actually behind stage in motion capture suits no 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 i know but the judges are actually seeing 3d holograms is that what i'm saying okay yeah, it's not like the Masked Singer where they wear these demonic costumes. Now it's an entire demonic projection. Right, but it's not like they're just seeing CGI on a screen. They're actually seeing... No. Okay. No, it's a full stage, and these things can walk around and interact with, with things. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, so it's really... It's much scarier than it seems. Project Bluebeam, the singing competition. <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah. Fox has been putting out a steady stream of Illuminati ritual singing competitions, including uh, the Masked Singer, yeah, which which ironically came out a year before the entire mask op that we're well, going through currently. Yeah, that definitely. Yeah, we 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 talked about that when the COVID op first started. We talked about um, we did the Masked Singer and. There, like you said, the Illuminati symbolism, but then there was also uh, what was that? Project Runway and that one that one model COVID with a K, and it's it's yes, is, is the outfit had a mask, and everybody was like, "Oh my god, that's so sick!" Right, like all the like it was laid on rather thick, you know. But then again, you know, all the uh, the normal. Why would they put it on such a stupid off? you know, brand channel show. Well, revelation of the method. I mean, it's on like some obscure, like C-SPAN number four. You know, at least they still told you. Yeah, they still put it out there. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. I mean, because people still see it, especially our guys, because you know how many people troll C-SPAN and, and, uh, websites that, you know, normally would not be. No, I, I was being a wise guy with the C span, but like it, it's on like it was, it was on like the uh, the Fashion Network or something. It's not even on like oh oh, you're still talking about Project Runway. Yeah, yeah. Project Runway yeah, was still... on like some garbage channel. You know, what I mean, it wasn't even well, on like well, yeah. Project Project Runway. I think used to be on AMC, and then they moved it to something like Lifetime. Yeah, yeah it's like E or something. I don't, whatever. Who cares? I don't. Yeah, I don't, something I don't, like that. I don't watch my, any of that stuff. But my yeah. ex used to watch that program. It's uh, pretty. It's pretty horrendous. 
But it was on, anyways, it was on like some obscure non, you know, major news network or major channel or whatever. So it wasn't like, it wasn't like they put it out on one of the major shows. What is like, what is a major television show anymore? I don't even know. Like, well, that's the thing. Uh, Bono culture has been effectively, it's, it's smashed, but not smashed. You what, know, what cult, monoculture? Like, monoculture. Yeah. I mean, you know, e- even up until maybe the early 90s, you had the regular TV networks and then you had just like a few cable networks, but the cable networks weren't really putting out their independent programming. They were they were airing reruns of stuff that occurred on on regular networks. Yeah. I'm know, with, like- with, 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 with very few exceptions. Right, but now you have now you have all it's all cable and even the major networks are cable networks now. Um, but no, what I'm saying is like a couple of years ago, like the big shows were like The Walking Dead or the Grey's Anatomy or uh, Blue Bloods. What? Well, they come and go, right? Yeah. Like I mean, Walking Dead could have easily have been a fluke. You know, it was only six episodes on American Movie Channel. You know, which nobody which nobody really watches and somehow somehow it got incredibly popular and it started a whole thing with zombies. Yeah, well it, it was part of a push for zombies and you're right it was only 6 episodes and it wasn't all that good and it was on an obscure little channel like AMC American Movie Classics is what it was. Um Oh, yeah. They well, pl- No, American Movie Classics. No, I just Mandela they- effect myself. You might have or you could have just been oh, wrong. Fuck. You were just wrong. Where's my visine? You were wrong. It's okay. See, that's the other thing. <clears throat> I am doing the. I am going to pull the long shanks here and say that my memory is just better than yours right now. So yeah. Um, <laughs> I love that. That's like his answer for all the Mandela's. No, my memory is just better, dude. It's a pretty chat answer, but I mean, it's wrong. And then just like, dips. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Refuses <laughs> to elaborate. Explain. Leaves. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I like him. I know I do too. I do too. He's but he is one of those uh, pain in the ass chat members that you love. You know, yeah. the likable some... contrarian as opposed to the unlikable contrarians. He is a likable contrarian. Yeah. Yes. All right. We back have to both. Back to uh, and also unlikable at times too. Back to what we were saying. Uh, yeah, it was a six episode pilot series it wasn't supposed to go anywhere or was it and i think a lot of its popularity was astroturfed obviously i mean always is but completely astroturfed and then the entire market was just mud flooded with zombie stuff you know people were making um once this show took off people were like making uh zombie uh, what do you call it? Like like zombie rescue, not zombie rescue teams, but like zombie attack teams and stuff. You know, like uh, zombie hunting teams. And they like yeah, they, and they, they started doing like big things like the zombie run. It's like a ten k, but yeah. it was or or they'd take their jeep and make it into like a zombie machine. And like there was people were doing like vehicles, and then like and then and then it got really popular to meet the characters and go go get your picture taken and pay for your picture taken with these people. Um, yeah. One of the worst side effects of The Walking Dead uh, making zombie stuff super popular, there was this very brief reality series on the Science Channel of these guys doing 
trying to create a shelter that was zombie proof. It was really bad. <laughs> Sounds like that could have been like a YouTube video as opposed to a series. Right. And it, it should be. And, and it probably should have been, but uh, I spent 45 minutes watching it regardless. I just wanted to see how bad it was going to get. It got really oh, it was bad. just a one-off, like a one-episode thing. Uh, I don't think it lasted a full season. No, hmm. it, it it had like three or four episodes, but they they made some kind of shelter with a tunnel system out of uh, uh, shipping containers. Huh. Yeah. Shipping containers, and then of are course very we get the shipping now. container tiny house craze. Yeah, that's a big thing. Well, live in the pod, Goy. Live in the pod, you'll actually have more freedom. Well, you'll have a lot more money to spend on stuff, or will you? Well, you won't get the pod unless you get your fifth facts, right? Well, yeah. I mean, we're doing Nationalist Inquirer stuff right now, guys. So, yeah, you know. sorry. Just you know. Actually, we could we could sig you from zombies into tonight's topic. We could sig you from zombies into tonight's topic, Reinhardt. Actually. Um, you want me to you want me to skip ahead to the end of the show? We can just play the music and get out of here. Yeah. Okay. I'm yes. Uh, germ Easy theory night. is fake and gay. Germs don't exist. Viruses don't exist. All right. Uh, we'll see y'all later. <laughs> Time travel makes you gay. Germ <laughs> theory makes you gay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh wait. I'm just kidding. We're not leaving yet. Uh, but actually, all the stuff we just said is true. Um. We talked about it for a while when COVID first started. Uh, the debate about germ theory has come back up, and it's come back up quite a bit. This whole COVID thing, this whole virus, the most deadly virus in the history of ever, and the you know, and it's deadly, and there's variants, and there's more variants, and there's 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 these ninja variants that get around the vaccines, and there's these vaccines for this virus that's brand new. You know, the virus is brand new. We've only just identified bits and pieces of it in 2019, but yet somehow the vaccines were ready to go in 2018. Have you guys seen those? The pictures of the, um, they're yeah, supposedly a not lot doctored. Of those have been shown to be fake. Oh, they have been um, shown to be fake? Okay. I was going to yeah, say, I, thought I have were... yet to see a picture of vaccines with any sort of 2018, 2019 date okay, that okay. don't show evidence of doctoring okay i was i thought there was somebody posted one and it was like this one's not doctored and blah, blah, blah whatever okay never mind never mind but most likely they did have some sort of a well they dude they, they just slap a label on some other vaccine like slap a label on saline like <laughs> slap a label on something toxic mix of monkey cancer cells and butt cheek cells and proteins and lipids and brain cells from a mollusk and also a little computer chip yes. rna spike proteins right well you know the cgi spike proteins the spike proteins don't exist right yeah everything you know and they put all that stuff in a little submarines little little submarines um your graphene your more more gallons pube worms you shake all that stuff up and you put it in a vial. Do the hokey pokey. Yep, and you stick Serve it in your with arm. Two fingers of whiskey and an ice and an ice sphere. 
Yeah, you stick it. You stick. Oh, it. you're gonna get two fingers, all right. Yes. <sighs> and you're gonna get the second jab, and now you're gonna get probably the third jab because the CDC just approved all the fingers all in a fist. The fingers in the shape of a fist. That's right. So you know, I would because I would say if it stops at five, that works, but it's not gonna stop at five. No, either. no, we're gonna. They're like, we're gonna need some more hands in here. all right so germ theory is what all of this is based on germ theory bacterial or not uh virus theory not bacteria bacteria is real germs and viruses don't exist is basically our take on germ theory and how did we come to that theory well we've during all this covid stuff we've been doing a bit of reading yes i know would put the rocks down, Goyam. You know, we got to stop calling everybody that. We do. I don't like it. I don't like it either. I don't like it either. Just guys, fellas, fam, fam, brothers. Bo- brothers. We have four female listeners, Reinhardt. That's very, very, very bigoted. Good. All right. Good. Just checking. Yeah. I mean, that's that four is good enough. I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I mean, you know, any more than that, that would imply that somebody's been let out of their kitchen. So I'm glad I helped bump those numbers up from one. You, I mean, we we had more than one. Do we need to just let's not do this right now, guys? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> let's not embarrass our our other three female listeners. Uh, yes. Uh, oh, did you guys know that Iowa basement tape archives? Um, Release two new songs. We're gonna have to grab those. Ooh, remember them? Iowa basement tape archives. I think they were. Uh, wasn't that the Joy Jordison stuff? That was wasn't Joy Jordison though. That was how long ago was that? When he died, Just a couple weeks ago, right? Dog yeah, like a couple weeks ago. Didn't we that play was that? More than a couple weeks ago, buddy. Was that it? was a couple months ago by now. Oh my god. I've been working. You can tell me. Yeah, I don't know what day it is or what month it is anymore because I've been actually working. Oh, no. It was July. It's been a couple months. Okay. Two and a half months. All right. So, yeah. So, anyways, they have two new releases. We're going to have to pick those up and play those for break music. Nice. Yeah. I was just looking at my email and that popped up for some reason. All right. Back to, um, back to germ theory. Germ theory is the product of one Louis Pasteur. Everybody knows who Louis Pasteur is, right? The pasteurization process, right? He's the... uh, The reason your milk lasts. Right. The reason why your milk lasts a month and a half in the fridge. Have you you noticed that? Like, you can go... and Of course, you get the milk ladies. They're the ones that look and look and look and look and look for that one gallon of milk that's got, like, an extra day on it. Yeah, instead of October tenth, October eleventh. Oh, right. And they so push ten they, minutes. Right. Yeah. Hey, I, 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 I grabbed the later date. Yeah, but you don't stand there for fifteen minutes like searching for it, do you? No, I may give it an extra five seconds. Okay, you just give it the. That's the later. Yeah, because you're you're tall enough, you can see in the back on the top row. So there you go. I am quite blessed with yeah. height. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is useful. Yep. Anyway, and to find the eggs that aren't broken. Anyways, 
I don't have a problem with that. My 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 chickens present me with eggs every day. I don't have to worry about broken ones. You lucky man. Yes. Chicken yeah, dude, there's nothing. Honestly, there's nothing better than than eggs that were still warm from the chicken. Mm, mm. That sounds great. Mm. But anyways, Louis Pasteur. Yes, Louis Pasteur would have been like, "Oh my god, you didn't you didn't eat a past you didn't pasteurize your egg?" This French chemist and microbiologist um you know, you're like, what, what, what are you doing? You're not going to pasteurize your egg? No. All right. Never mind. We're not going to do French accents, John. One of, one of my <laughs> earliest memories, I used to have these books when I was a kid. They were mm-hmm. children's books. And one of the books was, it, it was all from the same series. It was all historical. It was all historical figures. And one of the ones I remember most is the Louis Pasteur one. And it had this horrific story about a kid being bit by a rabid dog. Hmm. Yeah. And, and how he helped, you know, heal the kid or what, whatever with his, with his science, with his, you know, see, you know, it's not true. Oh wait, no. Uh, yes, it was the boy. Let me see the first, it was the vaccine was used. There it is. The vaccine is his rabies vaccine had been tested in 50 dogs before its first human trial. Yeah, I wish I still had that book. I I still vaguely remember the art style and everything. Mm. I also had one on Abraham Lincoln and but just it would be interesting to come across that book again and look at it, look at it with fresh eyes, you know. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, Louis Pasteur is the the guy who invented the vaccine for for rabies, right? So um it was clearly needed, even though rabies hadn't killed. I think one French author put it: "There has never been more than 100 victims in any year ever in France." Like, right? <laughs> totally and, useless. Right. So, but anyway, so this boy, nine years old, Joseph Meister, M-E-I-S-T-E-R, Meister, Meister, Meister. After the boy was badly mauled by a rabid dog, they used the vaccine on him. This was done at some personal risk for Pasteur, since he was not a licensed physician, and could have faced prosecution for treating the boy. After consulting with physicians, he decided to go ahead with the treatment. Over 11 days, Meister received 13 inoculations, each inoculation using viruses that had been weakened for a shorter period of time. Now, we'll get back into that in a second. Three months later, he examined Meister and found that he was in good health. Pasteur was hailed as a hero, and the legal matter was not pursued. Analysis of his laboratory notebooks shows that Pasteur had treated two people before his vaccination with Meister. One survived but may not have actually had rabies, and the other died of rabies. So, Not surprising. Uh, he, <laughs> what? Rabies was a really great skinny puppy album. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. I'm, I don't. Yeah. Okay. Um, so uh, rabies, you know how Louis Pasteur did his rabies research? It's horrific. Yes. Louis Pasteur. It's the stuff of night, literal stuff of nightmares. It's the literal sort of thing that if you are a huge lover of dogs, that if you found out that this person was doing this sort of shit in your neighborhood, you might redact, 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 redact in Minecraft. Yes, absolutely. This is the kind of stuff 
that gets people redacted in Minecraft. Vivisections. Jack, can you look up what the Webster's definition of Webster's dictionary definition of vivisection is, please, so I don't mess this up. Um, vivisections, lobotomy style um, experimentation with the rabies. So he he produced his um, the vaccine for rabies by performing research on rabbits for rabies. Now, what he did is he would take rabbits that did not have rabies. And growing the vi- and he would grow the virus in the rabbits. I have air quotes around that phrase "grow the virus in the rabbits" because, as we've stated earlier, vaccine or viruses aren't real. You can't grow them. I mean, oh. what you can't grow things that aren't real. First of all, and if it was, what vac- we'll talk about what viruses are in a little bit. They're not. They're not alive. Okay. First of all. Even you know what the definition of vivisection? Yes, what's the friend? definition of vivisection, please, yes. Uh, from Latin, vivus alive and secto cutting is surgery conducted for experimental purposes on a living organism, typically animals with a central nervous system, to view the living internal structure. The word is, more broadly, used as a pejorative catch-all term for experimentation on live animals by organizations opposed to animal experimentation, but the term is rarely used by practicing scientists. Human vivisection, such as live organ harvesting, has been perpetuated as a form of torture. Oh, well, <laughs> well All right. way to add that at the end. Well, I mean, uh, they're not wrong. Wow. So, yeah, yeah so... That got dark. <laughs> it, well, it's not wrong. I mean, well, all that stuff is, re- it's really dark and it's really disgusting. So they, vivisections, performing surgeries on um, live animals to, well, to see how they react, see how things react to uh, their nervous system reacts to stuff. So basically experimenting, opening up animals and performing experiments on them to see how their muscles react, to see how their eyeballs react, to see how certain things, it's gross. What he would do is he would drill a small hole, bore a small hole into the skull of the rabbits, and he would put just random filth, sometimes feces, sometimes dirt off the floor, uh, just filth, just muck, dirt from outside, stuff, whatever, right? Wipe his finger on something dirty and just rub that in there. That's how he attempted to create, to culture and um, grow the virus in the rabbits. And he, you know, obviously the rabbits developed infections, right? Because you're putting filth, you know, feces and gross stuff into, into the flesh of an animal. And what was funny is he never really got rabies out of these animals. No, he was messing with the terrain of these animals, but never grew a virus. Mm-hmm. None of they his rabbits. Hundreds of sheep. Well, we, yeah, he the sheep. Hundreds of sheep. <laughs> With, the, yeah. with with his vaccine, right? Yeah. Yes, he trying to prove. He purchased three hundred. Was it three hundred sheep and like two hundred ninety four of them died almost instantly. Here's the, here's the thing. Every single one of his, every single one of his propositions or or hypotheses that uh, and were never proven while he was alive. And in his own journals that 
people read after he died, he said it was all, it, it, I faked everything. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, supposedly. I mean, he he seems to have faked most of his uh, numbers in terms of vaccinations and experimentation. I mean, well, some of them like the mass amount of sheep, sure. Um, but well, like with the 50 rabid dogs that he supposedly tested his vaccine on before using it on the boy, uh, he's his notebooks actually show he only used 11. Right. That's that's in the so uh, the plagiarizing the the plagiarism tab that you pulled up there. Yeah, he he wasn't exactly honest. And this is the guy. This is the guy who, you know, we claim well, science, history and science claim this guy's responsible for all kinds of medical wonders. He is the father of bacteriology. He is the father of microbiology together with Robert Koch. And uh, he's responsible for the disproving the doctrine of spontaneous generation. Um, yeah, so I guess his experiment uh, demonstrated that in a sterilized and sealed flask, nothing ever developed. And conversely, in a sterilized but open flask, microorganisms could grow. Oh, wow, what a surprise. That's like, wow. Nothing can work in a closed system. What about all of the... Um the terrariums inside glass flasks. Right. Well, no, nothing can grow like in a sterile is what you say. Nothing can grow in a sterile. Oh, that nothing flask. just grows period. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's sterilized. Somebody had figured out why that's the case. Right. Cause there's nothing living in there. Right. As soon as, as soon as, you know, when you, when you sterilize and you leave it open, like living stuff can fall into it. All right. So in fact, yeah, he created pasteurization um, he, oh, that's funny. He, uh, made dis- significant discoveries in chemistry on the molecular basis for the uh, asymmetry of certain crystals and racemization. It's like race mixation. <laughs> <laughs> ah, here we go. Here, here we, here we have the tartary tie in his investigation of tartaric acid resulting in the first resolutions was now called optical isomers. Man, this guy was all over the place. Yeah, some people have said that uh, he was too dedicated to his work. He was too amazing. Too what? He was too amazing for what he did. He was too dedicated. Yeah. Like, the, like all those architects of cathedrals and, and churches in the mid-1800s in the United States and Canada. It's just, right, just right. amazing oh. there. Output, Don't forget those you know, post office architects. Mm-hmm, they were mm-hmm. so dedicated to their craft. Well, I guys, mean, they're they're. He's, yeah, he's got. He's got the same sort of story as. Uh, he was born. To a Catholic family of a poor tanner. His father was a leather tanner. You know, William Shakespeare's father was a glove maker. I don't know what that's doing anything, but oh, uh, you said glove. Glove maker, yes, gloves. Okay. All right, dogbot, dogbot. I got, I got to check my headphone. Yeah, I said Tanner. He's a leather guy, so glove make Tanner. Come on, yeah, come on, guy. (laughs) All right, so, uh, man, my eyes are. I thought it said he was a Rosicrucian here for a second, but I was wrong. It was just a French word. (laughs) (laughs) It was some other. It was some other French word. Some uh, other French word, right? That we it's some other French word that we don't care. 
So he, he created the first vaccines for rabies. He f- created the first vaccines for cholera. He created the first anthrax vaccine. And he's responsible for pasteurization. And on his deathbed, he recanted everything about germ theory. Hmm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Supposedly. A little bit of a, I'm sorry, a little bit of a throw pack to the molestation of some lady. What? God. I didn't do it. It was just some other French word. Oh, it was some other French word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Yeah. You're right. All right. Um, yeah. So this guy is known as the father of two scientific, uh, scientific subsections, microbiology, bacteriology, or I guess virology too. Virology. Yeah. yeah. Or is that under... Is that under microbiology, I guess? It's probably a subsection of microbiology, but whatever. Yeah. So one of the big things about Pasteur, um, he, you notice how he's the father of both of these subsections and so many different things inside these subsections. It's almost too much for somebody to have done in one lifetime, one career, with as many setbacks as he had. Like this, mm-hmm. is, this is beyond like a hidden figures type story. This is just comical. Yeah, well, I mean, like, all of his big experiments were done kind of like Thomas Edison's electrocution of the elephant. You know what I mean? They were done in huge public spectacles. Yeah, and people would supposedly, um, supposedly he never actually had to proposition anybody to take part in his experiments because people just came willingly. Right, right. Um, (laughs) Even though he didn't give them the full scoop on what he was going to be injecting them with, how often he'd be injecting them with. Uh, with it and didn't really tell them that he was going to be doxing them to the public. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, that was the thing. He didn't, he didn't really give a shit about anybody. He was, you know, he was, he was like a fame and power hungry guy. You know, he was definitely, he was a showman. He liked the big crowds, uh, big mouth, bad temper. Um, but Jeez, he there also, are a lot of these types that we yeah, find. It seems like that, yeah. Uh, it seems that, he wasn't very well liked, and a lot of his contemporaries, you know, thought he was extremely cruel. Like, dude, the guy would cut like dogs' heads open while they were alive, doing that kind of vivisection, like, like full on, full on awake lobotomies of dogs, um, using prisoners, you know, uh, people in prison for vivisection. That's, you know, I mean, you're in prison. I mean, you know, this isn't China, right? Well, it was France, so. I mean, this is like Island of Dr. Moreau kind of stuff. Yeah. It really is. Literally is, right. And Yeah, that's that's who the movie obviously is based after is or the book Louis Pasteur. Is it it's based on Pasteur? I've never seen the movie, so Oh, no. Well. Yeah, wait, you've never seen the nineties version or you've never seen the old version? I've never seen either version. I think you would greatly benefit from a chuckle or two from the 90s version it's a truly it's got it's uh, a truly messed up motion picture it's got marlon brando in it right yes yeah yeah old and, fat and val marlon kilmer brando. who's who's right. woo, he's 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 out there for this one <laughs> okay well and, you know and speaking of val kilmer deals weird with someone who creates hybrid beings through vivisection like that's what he does oh okay yeah so weird that you brought up Val Kilmer, though, because somebody said to me today that Val Kilmer was one of their favorite actors. Oh yeah, I mean he he was the best Batman. If you're if you're into that, I, sort of dude, thing. I, you you like one more of those and you're fired. All right, I don't I don't <laughs> want to hear that again. 
Like I, I can't. It's I'm not true. Even it's he's not. That's like ob- ob- objectively, like now you're just being a jerk. The best Batman. Come on. Okay, maybe the voice actor for the animated series was better. Can we get no. back to Pasteur? Yeah. yeah, no, Pasteur. Yeah, no, no, he's not the best Batman. George Clooney. Anyways. Oh, George Clooney. Whoa. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> no, Don't no, hear. it's not George Clooney. Now you know I'm kidding. It's just yeah. the nipples. He likes the suit nipples. So yeah, you're going just... gonna to tell me that Ben Affleck is a better Batman than. Oh, no, I forgot Batman. about Ben Affleck. Oh, man, my bad. Um, Yeah, that's a toss up. Mr. Mom was a better Batman than Val Kilmer. Oh, uh, Mr. Mom was better, yeah. No, definitely. The, the Mr. Mom, Mr. The, the entirety of the Mr. Mom Batman movie was a thousand percent better than anything. Han- handsome, charismatic, rich guy, also at ass kicking superhero guy. Pierce and, Brosnan was a better Bond than Val Kilmer Batman. But yeah, Pierce, but Pierce Brosnan, Brosnan wasn't a good was Bond. Made though. to be Bond. What you know, like that? Yeah. Who? That they designed that they designed that actor to be James Bond. Who Pierce Brosnan? Yeah, I don't know. Pierce, I, see James Bond to me is Sean Connery and Roger Moore. Yeah. So Timothy Dalton. Fuck Timothy Dalton. <laughs> Timothy Dalton was a good was a very underrated 007. I don't think he's so. all right. I don't think so. But yeah, I didn't like the Timothy Dalton movies. Yeah, not a fan. And the new guy, um, Idris Elba. The black nice. woman? Yeah, the black woman. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say Idris Elba, but yeah, no, I, for, I forgot they gave it to a black chick instead. They're like, sorry, Idris is be- too busy being every other historical white figure you can think of. All at the same time in the same movie. And being, you know, white gods from... Indo-European mythologies. Sure, sure. Okay. Anyways, let's go back to um, let's go back to Louis Pasteur and what a dick he was, because he was really dick. He was really a jerk. Um, but you said something, Dogbot, about the sheep experiment. That was the anthrax experiment that he did, uh, where he he vaccinated four thousand five hundred and sixty-four sheep. And 3,696 of them dropped dead almost instantly. And he had to pay for all the sheep he killed. So for the next public experiment, he just cheated and vaccinated. Wouldn't that be a lot of money for a guy that was what? He he wasn't even a doctor, right? He wasn't even a a scientist. He was like a longshoreman, wasn't he? He was a chemist. He was a chemist? Yeah. Yeah? At the time. Wasn't so exactly the most chem- lucrative at the time. Chemists have chemists have a lot of money to throw around to be buying four thousand sheep, five thousand sheep. Almost. However, five thousand. However, yeah, it wasn't just yeah. Well, he also had a lot of the people who um will end up backing what we call big pharma nowadays. So they needed somebody to come in. Um. And come up with this thing that they, you know, they needed, they needed something to get their industries off the ground. And, um, well, we need, you know, we need to control people. We need to, uh, we need to have 
a new boogeyman. So they came up with an invisible enemy called the germ. Would, would the last name of these people uh, also mean Red Shield? It is completely and utterly possible that, yes, it was the Rothschilds. Yes. Well, it is the French Academy of Sciences. Oh, God. Yes. Um, French Academy of Sciences and Henry Toussaint, who, was, uh, who helped supply him with uh, bacteria samples, cattle, other things. Sure. So, oh, he just has this wonderful connection. Hmm. Crazy, crazy how nature be like that. Oh, so, so kind. They came up right. Vet, so these people, these people, the Rothschilds, these elites that are, uh, are at this time. Now, what year are we in here? Um, we're 150, almost 200 years ago right here. We are in 18, the 1820s. No, we're in the 1850s. Oh, wow. 1850s. <laughs> yeah, 1850s through the 1880s, 1890s. Hmm. Why am I not surprised? The 1850s, they come out with germ theory, the magic invisible thing that'll just get you. It'll get you and it'll get you good. And it's going to make you sick. It's going to make your whole family sick. And if you cough or sneeze, it's going to make everybody sick. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. So... You know, it couldn't be. It couldn't be the Rothschilds' new new industries, these poisonous industries that are poisoning the waters and poisoning the air and poisoning everything. And people are wearing artificial artificial clothing, you know, polyesters and and non natural things. And uh, maybe it was the industry that was really hurting people, and they needed a cover up for it. So we need germs. That's really what it is. You're sick because germs. Because we're all, um, you, know, you guys are dirty. You're not washing your hands, and that this is about the time that hand sanitizer and like the the washing of hands, um, not just like rinsing your hands off, you know, as people have done for thousands of years, but actually using chemicals, so um, created yes. chemicals to clean your hands. Um, that, around the same time, and also these were becoming big. Yeah, and also uh, sanitation was improving. You know, indoor plumbing was improving. All of these things, you know, where people could take care, better care of themselves. So these diseases, you know, so so a lot of diseases started going away because of sanitation. But then along comes the pollution. Well, sanitation's helping. Right. Pollution's making it worse. We still need a boogeyman to make people scared of stuff. So here along comes a guy who supposedly, magically made these things that make it so you don't get sick you stick them in your body and it makes it so you don't get sick it's a vaccine we uh, what was weird is people didn't know what was people didn't even know about the things they said were making them sick right because you can't they had see to them trust these people to tell them that these are the things that are making you sick oh and by the way since those are the things that are making you sick we also have this other thing that you don't know what's going what's going on with it that will make you not sick. Yes. And how I, a I mean, piece how, of this thing. What we're going to do is we're going to take a piece of this thing that makes you sick and we're going to put it in you. And then your body's going to make it so you're not going to get sick from it. Does that make any sense? What were they smoking when they came up with this? 
Got an idea. Uh, probably adrenochrome. All right. Power. <clears throat> so mercury. Good. Good answer, Jack. You guys do know that the rabies vaccines. Remember, we we're just talking about rabies. Uh, the rabies vaccine is the only vaccine that you get after you've contracted the virus. Hmm. Yeah, because the vaccine didn't work on a being that had never gotten it before. It didn't work. Also, right. because rabies just wasn't effective against humans to begin with. Rabies. The disease? Yes. Yeah. It wasn't that deadly to humans. Yeah, people don't really get rabies, and rabies doesn't really make you that sick. Dogs get rabies. Animals get rabies. It's got to do with pollution. It's got to do with toxicity. Like It's got probably got to do with fecal matter. I mean, most everything well, has to and- do with poop. <laughs> well, and, and just on the subject of toxicity and pollution, you know, around this around this time is when the Industrial Revolution was hitting its stride in mm-hmm. France and England specifically. And you've mm-hmm. got, you know, remember the old pictures of all the orphans working in the working in the factories and the furnaces and breathing in all the uh, all the toxic metals in the air and everything else. All right. the coal, all the sulfur, um, all, all, sulfur, sulfur. Noted. Yes, smoke, sulfur, all the stuff in the water, all the stuff in the air. Uh, it's all. You know, this industrial pollution that your body is completely not used to and you they start getting sick. Start but no, it's sick. just germs. It's because you're not you're not sanitizing your hands. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with the, the giant smokestack that you're literally living in for twelve hours a day. Well we needed something that can make it so this doesn't happen. So that's what the vaccine does, right? Vaccines would be the basis of the new health system based entirely on the unproven germ theory germs make you sick okay and that was Pasteur. there was another guy his name was antoine bichamp he was a french scientist now best known for his breakthroughs in applied organic chemistry and for his bitter rivalry with one louis Pasteur. hmm why didn't they have a uh, duel to the death. Well, they should have had duel to the death. Wasn't that still allowed back then? I mean, sure. Probably. Yes. I don't know. Two, two nerds firing a pistol at each other, like, or using dueling swords. Just basically be a slap fight. Mm -hmm. I'd watch it. (laughs) Hmm. Yeah, um, Bichamp seems to be, as far as official narratives go, seems to be the Tesla to Pasteur's Edison. Yes, th- exactly what that, that appears to be. And again, we have uh, the 1850s, we have official narratives that sound ridiculous, and we have a red team, blue team situation. Um, you guys want to just call this all fake and gain? Go get some ice cream or something? I mean, I don't want ice cream. Can we go get some like farm fresh eggs? <laughs> it's like, oh shit, are we recording? I thought we, uh, I thought we ended a second ago. Oh, we ended a long time ago. We're still. Oh. No, I'm kidding. We're we're still doing the show. Yeah. Um. This is definitely. A, it, 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 am I wrong? Is this a red team, blue team? Uh, you know, Edison Tesla situation. I think it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I that's agree. what they've concocted for us. Right. I agree, and this. More than more than just the surface, too. Uh, you know, again, as far as official narratives go, Tesla was famous for taking uh, beliefs and sciences from the old world, 
from ancient writings and using the natural world to apply his technology and for free energy. And Bichamp was using techniques and um, materials from the world, not the old world, the world, using nature and your body and, you know, um, and the terrain and where Pasteur was using artificial things like vaccines. Right. Uh, Bichamp was, you know, in the line of even a more of a quote modern sense was in the line of like ancient, um, was it a humor, humorist, um, apothecaries, I guess the, the word would be, I don't know, uh, followed the humor, the theory of humors as far as health goes, you know, that our body had specific balances, uh, that kept everything moving, that kept everything in check and kept our bodies, you know, efficient, Right. And when you messed with the makeup of your body, the balance of your terrain, that is when you got sick. Right. To be in a good humor meant you were in a good state of being. It wasn't just, you know, humor wasn't just funny originally. Yes. The the definition has, has changed. Like a lot of things, just like herd immunity, <laughs> which we'll get to <laughs> later on. Like all this stuff, immunity, immune. Yeah, your immune system is fake and gay too, by the way, guys. Did you know that? Everyone's is. Everyone's is. Not just yours, not just mine, not just DB's and Jack's. Everybody's immune system does not exist. You don't have an immune system. You have a body. Your your body Your body functionally functioning correctly is the system of immunity. Yes. yes. Your body yes. You know, let's not say that's not to say like your liver doesn't purify things, your spleen doesn't, you know, do things. There's no. Your 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 organs all perform functions in this uh symphony. They're all instruments in the symphony that is the um, immunity of your body. And Sounds kind of fascist. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's how, that's how you stay, that's how you stay healthy is you keep your, you keep your, your uh, orchestra playing in tune. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, today we have, like we're saying, not, nobody has an immune system. Um, everybody is sick constantly all of us have varying degrees of uh of toxicity in our body at all times from anything that we eat even things that are you know grown by us wheat for instance uh, which we become quote used to we can tolerate it still not good for our bodies never was supposed to be um so we're still in this constant state of imbalance even if we do purify our water or uh take whatever you know supplement that we think will help Right. No, I mean, we've been, I mean, most of us poisoned from birth with vaccines. You know, we're not going to be yeah, like, we're not all Jenny like McCarthy anti-vax over hospital. here. What's that? I think you get something like 70 you you can get uh, when your child is born in the hospital. Good Lord. In the first like three days, or three days, three years. Yeah, it's like 70 vaccines that kids get nowadays. It's crazy. <sighs> like, just give me the... Yeah. And people are like, just give me the autism. They don't understand. Yeah. People don't understand what's in what's in vaccines. Like the things that are in vaccines are not good for you. That's why you react to these things. It's not healthy. You're directly injecting toxins through a little metal tube into your physical body. Something that is foreign 
that is not created by your body is mm-hmm. being injected because somehow it's going to make your body better. Yes, it's going to make if your body working correctly on its own cannot handle these things. Well, it can't clearly. God, it's germ theory, Reinhardt. <laughs> Just like you can't live your own life properly, you need the beast system to tell you exactly what to do right. and to give you regulations on you know who can do it. Well, fear has to come from very many directions. Well, it so helps when it comes fear, from the fear. The fear of what may or may not be floating around in the air on the surface of everything, uh, you know, your contact with different people, et cetera, et cetera, and then what it does inside your body is is a very, very potent form of fear because it doesn't take a whole lot of it. it it doesn't take a whole lot of trouble to generate situations to where they can activate that fear. And we've seen that happen in real time for the last year and a half. Right. And we've seen it before then, too. Anything from swine flu to Ebola, Zika, all the way, you know, the two black plagues of history. The Ebola scare from 2014 uh, particularly interests me because now I can obviously... I can obviously say, without any evidence, just purely speculating, that the two nurses at the Dallas hospital that contracted the Ebola from the African immigrant, it was all fake and gay. It was all it was all a show, right? But at the time, it just it it I, I can't I can't tell you the fear that it generated in the Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex. It was it was palpable. Nobody, because everything everybody had heard about Ebola was, it was the Hollywood movie virus. It was the virus that liquefies your your organs from the inside, and you're just you're shitting your bloody organs. You know, right? It was disgusting, so, uh, and you were yeah, gonna like it was the die Hollywood. From- it was the Hollywood virus. Yeah, it was. Well, they made they made, yeah they made all those movies, Contagion and uh, Outbreak and oh man, uh, wasn't Twelve Monkeys about an outbreak too? And there was and there was the the movie with I the monkey. Legend. That was Outbreak. Outbreak was the movie about the monkey. Um, and there was I mean, there's all it had been prepping us for this with Hollywood for a long time. Then Ebola came. And the symptoms uh, of the Planet of the Apes remake movies, the monkey virus. Oh, yeah, that's right. The monkey virus. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Killed everybody and, and, you know, world literally returned to Monka. Yes, returned to Monka. Uh, but the real symptoms of Ebola kind of line up with um, scurvy. The, the actual symptoms of scurvy. So the Ebola virus actually doesn't really exist. You just eat a couple of oranges and you might be all right. Yeah, that was something I had never heard up until the last few years. Um, you know, when I'd first heard the whole germ theory, faking gay thing, and I started looking into it. Ebola was one of the first topics that I came across. And yeah, the symptoms are... They're scurvy, just like COVID is the flu. Yes. If well, COVID, COVID is the flu, the common really cold, there's real. so many things, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But it's all caused by imbalances in your body. In this case, it's uh, vitamin imbalances. 
Yes, severe vitamin imbalances. So, interesting. You know, I mean, it, it just seems that, like, you can explain just about any illness by toxicity, environment, um, even stress, you know, can cause all this stuff. But viruses, no. No, they can't. You know why? Because no virus has ever actually been proven to cause a disease, ever. Right. Well, they would it's have to isolate been... one first. Right. Mm. Because no virus has ever truly and... been isolated. Right. And you only find little, you, you will only ever find little snippets here and there of um, admittance that like the COVID-19 virus has never been isolated. Otherwise, you'll never, you'll never find anything that confirms that because they scrub but, it. But Johnny, I watched an entire 30, 30 minutes to an hour long program on the Science Channel once that was a computer animated event of how a virus takes over a human cell. And reproduces, and That's it attaches a, itself to a protein, and the protein crawls around like a like a caterpillar, and then it, it hitches a ride with that, and then it goes inside the cell, and then it and then it wreaks havoc, and then it it makes more viruses, and then the cell explodes, and all the viruses spread out to other cells. Was there also a musical number? Uh, I think it had Kenny G playing in the background. <laughs> Huh? Sounds soothing, actually. Yeah, it was it it, it was uh, that old '90s VHS uh, Beyond the Mind's Eye, where it was a collection of uh, computer animation videos. Yeah, that's I remember those. Um, yeah, completely fake, hundred percent computer animated garbage. We approach a break, Johnny. We are approaching a break, actually. I think. It is. Oh my goodness! Yes, we are approaching a break. Uh, Dogbot has a drum and bass song that has something to do with being sick. Yes, it was. It's a uh, from Virus Records. Uh, two guys named Ed Rush and Optical. They did a really good song called "Sick Note." All right, we'll be back.
everybody we're back this is still the paranormies i'm still gentleman oxide with dogbot reinhardt and jack germ theory is fake and gay viruses are fake that's pretty much it i mean by the end of the show you will you will agree <laughs> uh we were talking or about you at least question it yeah you better at least question it you know i'm sure we're gonna get well actually my my family you know my got tested for the covid and listen None of the testing tests for anything. Antibodies don't even real. They're proteins. Like these things are testing for proteins. Proteins exist. Like proteins are things that are testable. They're telling you that you have things inside your body that your body makes. Yeah. Right. Yep. Uh, viruses, all viruses are, are the protein breakaways of dying cells. That is all they are. And, oh, but protein, but these viruses mutate. No. These Whatever it is that your body is, you know, they call viruses that your but your body is expelling these toxins, whether they're pollutants or um, heavy metals or or whatever. Um, these microorganisms, right? 
like bacteria and funguses, those things actually exist. Um, they break, they break down these things and, and as they're expelling them, it's just protein really egg, what they call them exomes, right? Yes. 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 So there you go. Uh, and they're not morphing into, they're not, they're not mutating. It's just these, what, what, what do they compare them to? Like, um, like a seed into a plant, like a butterfly. Oh, like a butterfly. Like a caterpillar to a butterfly. Through, yeah, going through metamorphosis. Yeah, going through three stages. Right. So this is sort of, you know, this episode isn't the end-all be-all on the topic either. It's it's basically just a primer into mm-hmm. the into the subject in general. I mean, we there are many different avenues we can go with this like we have with certain other topics that we brought up recently. So... Yeah. yeah, it's it's impossible to get all of this into uh, a nifty two hours, but we're going to try to get to some of the basics. Definitely, I mean, you know, because we don't really prepare for any of these shows. As um, I, we just I just read again today, we're never prepared for anything, and any, everything we do is uh, sucks. So. Well, I mean, it's part of our intellectual bankruptcy. No, no, yeah, yeah so. it wasn't. No, no, no. Our intellectual. Now that being said, we are intellectually bankrupt. Um, and apparently, um, our content is as well, but no, our lack, our lack of trust in the science, you know, in, in certain, you well, know, high really priests that. of science. No, like I'm Dr. actually Dr. talking Dr. about, no, this is, this is, this is from poll. I saw this on poll today. So this is from the 24th. Oh, yeah. From today. It's from oh, today. Wow. From today. Paranormies is fucking awful. I love me some conspiracy and paranormal, but to work the subject, but to work, The subject must be approached seriously. That's what makes it fun. If treated passively, it doesn't hit. So apparently we treat things passively and our content doesn't hit because we're fucking awful. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, this is nice. I just pulled up an entire poll thread from the 15th on our 9-11 show. Oh, really? I I I passed like a full three pounder today at work. Nice. Uh, Somebody said that they're listing they're listing all this all the shows on on the TRS network and uh, the paranormies sucks because they constantly accuse people of being trannies. Also, this uh, random commenter's father's friend died in Tower Two. Commenter's <laughs> so we father's friend. That's literally what we said in the program, making fun of people of of the Yankee cost. Yes. Hey, yes. my brother's uncle's girlfriend died in Tower Two. Oh, the guy who posted the original, uh, the original post calling us out. Uh, he says, "I think I knew a guy who was on the podcast and claims to have been in the Navy." Oh no, I don't know. <laughs> okay, post link. Yeah, where's yeah. the link to this thread? I haven't seen it. Yeah, I'm going to post it. Post a link. Oh, this no, is... sorry. The person replying to him asked if he was a Navy buddy. Okay, that's good. But he says he thinks Listen. he knew somebody on the podcast. Listen, my cousin's uncle's ex-girlfriend died in the towers and left behind two half-black children. Oof. <laughs> the poor children. They're... They're in the army now. <laughs> oh, thank God. Thank God. Yes. One of them is fully transitioned. The other one is a staff sergeant. You may have seen her video. Oh, wait. 
One of them serves under Millie, literally. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> They've since had a few good episodes about genuinely spooky things. On One on Paranormal New Hampshire, Clown Nephilim thing was I... I like the Switzerland episode, but then they get off topic and start spouting memes, talking about the news, etc. It gets frustrating. They'll believe anything these days. Um, well, I can't wait to hear their shows. <laughs> was he listening to the Nationalist Enquirer? <laughs> do they? Do, do, does Paul not know that the midweek show is us getting to? vent and shit posts about weird shit that's in the news it's actually an x thread yeah it's an x oh, thread. sorry it's an so x sorry. thread it's yeah no, sorry <laughs> no yeah, no i should correct be the record <laughs> oh yeah i was there a year or two before 9 11 there were lots and lots of people working there the restaurant at the top for instance was definitely filled with people we literally said that top of the world always was busy that's the whole point lucky larry furiously types off in the distance oh man this is funny i'm gonna i'm gonna keep going down these these different thread rabbit holes there's several several thread sites that have a uh, posted threads Both about towers us. well let's Let's talk about germ theory. Yeah, let's yeah, talk about, let's get back let's to talk this. About germ theory. Fuck the haters. <laughs> I Apparently we get off topic shit. too much. I give such so. little shit about people who complain about mm-hmm, what we mm-hmm, do on mm-hmm. this program on the internet. I can't even begin to tell you. Yeah, don't care. Boohoo, nigga, I don't care. And how they're fake. Yes, this is a boohoo, nigga, I don't care. I'm, I'm still reading, though. <laughs> Johnny, what's your favorite virus? My favorite virus, um, yep. the Trojan virus on the computer, because those are, those are the ones that actually work the proper way. Uh, the term virus right. actually comes from the de- not the term, but the definition of the word virus, much like other scientific and medical terms, has changed over the years uh, from a virus basically meaning poison. You were poisoned if you had a virus. virus what was that change? Uh, when Pasteur came along. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So basically yeah. what Pasteur was doing to those poor bunny rabbits was really infecting them with a virus by poisoning them, by putting literal feces in their brain. What a nice guy. You know, honestly, where would we be if we weren't poisoning each other? For our own good, of course. Man, I swear there's an emo song that answers that question. (laughs) Well, one of you two would know, so. That's true. (laughs) How is putting literal shit in someone's brain going to find viruses we're not going to find viruses jack it's going to it's a it's going to culture and um produce viruses it's going to grow the the virus in the rabbit's head that was the the meme still stands yeah he was he was doing the the He's bit in the stone toss bit yeah the oh oh how is this gonna yeah sorry, burgers yeah I, i'm sorry 
yeah. I wasn't realizing you were talking Byron, except I, I, yeah, I forgot Jack Byron. was speaking. It was a meme. Um, it's an older meme, but it checks out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but back to back to viruses. Ebola, you know, the fake outbreak. Um, what is this? The virus is the cover story. Huh. There was another virus, uh, Ebola outbreak. Whoops. <laughs> there was another Ebola outbreak in February. Oh, no. A cluster of Ebola cases. So this is what they do. This is what they do when they want to when they want to like cover up probably some really massive CIA operation in an African country or something. They just say, "Whoops, there's a virus." Oh, there's a virus. Everybody locked down. Yes. Nobody go out on the streets. Nobody see what the uh, American paramilitary group is doing. Right. Well, this is what this is what the thing is um, with this. Ebola virus is that they use the PCR tests, right? And we use the P- we all know about PCR tests. PCR tests are what they use to test for the COVID, right? Right. Basically, and the antibody tests. And the antibody tests, but the PCR tests are the the number one way. So, um, basically, what a PCR test does is a PCR test will uh, just tell you if there's tiny little bits of you know the disease inside of you tiny little bits of a disease that's supposed to kill you how can a tiny little bit of this no no, you need a large amount right if you're only finding tiny tiny little bits there's there's no reason to suppose that there is enough to cause a disease you need large amounts of virus to begin to if the suspect the uh, patient is ill or going to become ill i mean right like you just show people this thing, it's a PCR test says it's positive. You're, you're sick. They don't say what it is. Yeah. You know. Well, and make sure, make sure, of course, to have thousands and thousands and thousands of viewers, whether it's on the internet or it's a mass demonstration. Right. Right. Just like our best friend Louis Pasteur used to do. Right. You get thousands of people, right? And of course. Wait, he's our best friend now? Well, for this episode, he is. No, oh, no. Okay. Louis Pasteur is no longer my best friend. I drink unpasteurized milk. My new best friend is Antoine Bichamp. <laughs> Friendship with Louis Pasteur is ended. I'll make it later. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. But yeah, no, it's the thing. The germ. It's the cover story. It's the demon. It's the attacker. It's the it's the enemy. Forget about everything else. Germs. Concentrate on well, germs. Now, because of germs, we have people that drive. I see it all the time driving down the street and they got a little hand sanitizer bottle hanging from their rearview mirror. It's like a crucifix. Yeah. Literally what it is. Right. It lit- right. Absolutely. Good analogy, Reinhardt. I like that. Yeah. My grandmother, who was it? Was it St. Christopher? Was the patron saint of driving or something? Trips? Travel? Well, like the mask hanging down is everybody's cross hanging from their rearview mirror. The hand sanitizer everywhere is the holy water that you must use to worship science. Sure. But like in your car. To purify yourself. But- Dogbot, you're the, yourself for science. You're the Catholic dogbot. Was it St. Christopher? I am the lapsed Catholic, and I have no idea who all the effing saints are. All right. Well, <laughs> I, the patron saint of travel. My grandmother and my uncle used to have one of them on their dashboard. 
My patron saint is St. George, and he is awesome because he's stabbing a dragon to death. Yeah. So oh, that's another. Like, all the other ones, I don't know, man. Like, Tell me a bit I about St. George. Are they stabbed? Why? Because I guarantee you can't. I don't really care. Yeah, right, but He's that's not the a point. Dragon that's with a sword. He's the mythical pagan saint. Um, a patron saint of the word? countries Co- that don't have, like, you know what I mean? People named George. For some reason, he's the patron saint of those places. Well, he's patron saint of England. Right. He's the patron saint of England, but he's also the patron saint of, like, Iran or Lebanon or something. Like, he's the patron saint of some countries in the Middle East as well. Patron saint and, of some country. And most <laughs> yeah, he's the patron saint of some country. Rad. Yeah, what? Most art depicting him is pretty rad. Sure. He's like stabbing a dragon. Yeah, he he's a, probably a didn't a exist. He, he probably didn't exist. Unless you believe in that, preterism, in which case he's probably Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So you did hear what I just a pagan said. Deity that was co-opted. There's also that, yeah. Or you know, that a, sounds it, like a cope. Yeah, that sounds a lot like a cope. Uh, uh, Pastor Reinhardt okay. is going to speak. Um, one thing that Johnny, you were talking about. A minute ago before we got on all of this, um, good Lord. Oh, how we're seeing the effects today, you know, let's say with COVID or any of the number of modern mm-hmm. pandemics, quote, pandemics that we've right. got. They're all fake. Uh, one, of the, <laughs> one of the modern consequences or benefits for the people who have been pushing this for the past 150, 200 years would be the general, as we talked about, um, deconstruction of people's bodies of the general imbalance of people's bodies in their everyday lives and this need for vaccines and for new medical procedures to enhance their bodies, to make them better. Right. Sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know how we're tying in vaccines to like boob jobs, but okay. I'm talking about transhumanism. You're not okay. talking about boob jobs. You're skipping ahead like way too far with transhumanism. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I know we're talking about it later. I just wanted to bring that up. You I, know, I, I know. Uh, we will. We will. Just given um, the modern connection. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with the vaccine. Well, with this. Th- see, but this isn't what you would even consider a vaccine. If we're talking about the COVID-19 vaccine, the um, Cominardi or uh, Spike Vax. <laughs> None of these are really vaccines. Right. But I mean... By official narrative, you know, definition by science, um, those are not vaccines. They're mRNA therapy or whatever, right? They're not. Right. They're not actual vaccines by Pasteur's definition, by science's definition. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, um, vaccines were never meant. Well, maybe, may, I mean, maybe they were, but um, the transhuman. I don't think the transhumanist aspect of like the polio vaccine was. You know, I don't think it was a trans part of the transhumanist agenda per se. Might have been sneakily, but I don't think that was like where they were at at the time. You know, they were just turning the heat up on the frogs. <laughs> yeah, right now, we'll, we'll talk more about that or another episode. Though. Yeah, that's some, there's there's a connection for sure because that's what this this supposed DNA altering science juice does. You know, it's it's a step right. towards the transhumanism. But uh, yeah, no, the stuff that that Pasteur was doing was, I don't think that was really anything to do with that person. That's me. So what they do have, though, 
And we never we never finished talking about before was uh, okay. So vaccines, you get vaccines when you're a kid, right? When you're little, and your immune says these help your immune system be stronger, right? You get to a vaccine, boost it. like mm-hmm. like uh, you know the cape shit reference of Captain America becoming the super soldier by getting the you know the booster shot from the syringe. You know, it's supposed to make our immune system stronger by getting all these vaccines when we're younger oh they did that in a cape shit movie i didn't know that yeah that's that's how captain america got his powers was st- you know something in a syringe it was a vaccine well, really it was no no it was a it serum was, there was a serum yes but it was not just like a syringe it was a different it at its base yes it is a serum a you know chemical compound whatever all right. um, that's injected, but it goes beyond just like a syringe. There was it also was radiation and all sorts of other stuff that was added in there. there was yeah, what? it was mainly meth. I don't. Yeah, I never got into the origins of Captain America. He was like one of my least favorite superheroes when I collected nah. comics and stuff. Yeah, saw the movie a long time ago. I never watched the movies. I've never been a big fan. The only the only Cape Shit movies that I really watched, I watched the first X Men series, like when. It, Came out long the the original series, Hugh Jackman, mm-hmm. like before, like way before any of the Logan or Wolverine stuff. So, back when Frasier was Beast, was what the third one? Lord. Yeah, Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, they had Kelsey Grammer as Beast. I was like, what the hell? That's when that was, dude. That was what two thousand four, three, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, yeah that's when I, I stopped. Know. That's when I completely stopped watching Cape Shit. So. Oh, so long ago. Yeah, exactly. So I have no idea about any of the, any of the. I know there's a tree guy now, and there's like a raccoon and uh, some rings and a dude with a big purpley chin. I don't know, but raccoons are based though. Yeah, the raccoon guy is pretty cool. Mm. He's like a smart ass or something. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I'm it's just a foul mouthed raccoon. raccoon. Yeah, it's a foul mouthed raccoon. I don't. Yeah, like I said, Very I don't have. Funny. I don't have any. I, it's a great bit. Well, you would know about great bits, though, right? Uh huh. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Objective being very liberal with that term. Sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> back to Ebola. How about how many Ebola? Wow, what a sick you. Yeah. Well, we were talking about no. We were talking about the germs, the demons. You know, forget about everything else. You know, the big bad guy is the germ, right? So back with Ebola. Um, forget, forget about, forget about the fact that, uh, 15 pharmacies and five hospital drug dispensaries in one country alone discovered the use of beta lactam antibiotics, extremely toxic antibiotics. Do you know what antibiotics do? Destroy your body's processes. They, yeah, they kill living things. Antibiotic, right? Um, mm-hmm. yes. Do you know what one of these side effects First of all, let's dispense with the term side effects. These are effects. When you take something and it's intended to do the thing you think it's going to do, and it didn't, it did something else, that is the effect. That is what it did. It's an effect. It's not a side effect. It didn't just also do that. That's what it did. It's an effect. Okay. So, it's like depression medicines that can cause you to kill yourself. Right. The Every drug on the market today 
every FDA-approved drug, by the way, FDA-approved, by the way, has, as a side effect, the very thing it is supposed to be preventing or fixing. Isn't that neat? It's wonderful how nature do be like that. Yeah. So yeah, what are they? Exactly. So one of the effects. <laughs> so how do they cover this up? One of the effects of these beta-lactam antibiotics. Do you know what one of the effects is? Excessive bleeding. What was one of the scary Ebola effects? Bleeding. Bleeding from Excessive all bleeding. of your orifices. Mm. Weird. You know what mm. else happens in Africa a lot? Illegal toxic pesticides are used. Damn, I was going to say mud huts. Right. But do you know what the effects, why these chemicals are illegal in most places? Because they cause these certain effects. You know what one of the effects is? Bleeding. Bleeding. Bleeding from all your orifices. Yes. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, Mm. you know what? I wouldn't worry about it. Right. Right. So... These people die from shitting themselves to death constantly, which, by the way, diarrhea is also listed as an Ebola, quote, symptom. However, these people die from electrolyte loss, really, from shitting themselves to death. So any normal doctor would prescribe electrolytes and fresh water, but no, 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 no. Here, here, this diarrhea is being caused by a germ or some sort of parasites in the intestinal tract. So we must pass excuse me, pile on a ton of antibiotics to kill these germs, right? Yeah, nothing in the toxic chemicals that are being utilized in a number of fashions in Africa and here in America, and as I just learned, in Mexico, um, or was just confirmed in Mexico, uh, none of these things are causing you know, hyper-dehydration <laughs> or anything. Well- of course not. What about Bill Gates' machines that turn uh, human waste into drinkable water? Isn't that helping them out? No. I don't know what that has to do with the germs, but maybe maybe he's actually doing something good with that there. It's, it's cleaner water from the poop. I don't know. But, dude, we're talking about Ebola, okay? All this bleeding... That Ebola is supposed to cause comes from chemicals, shitty uh, antibiotics that kill off all your gut biome. Um, comes from yeah, from poison. It's not a germ. Oh yeah, don't forget, don't forget the rashes that come with Ebola. The terrible, terrible rashes. Well. That's that's your skin expelling the poison, right? Yes. Well, the the poison, the poison that you get I, I from the drinking up- water. That if you're in Africa, probably the, the 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 tire companies probably dumping all their chemical waste into your drinking water. So you can thank Firestone and Goodyear for that for the rash. I want to bring up that if you remember in the Sierra Leone crisis, one of the first responders there were the Chinese. I don't know if Jack is able to pull this up or not, but those hazmat suits the Chinese had on for this uh, for this theatrical event, that was some pretty serious drip. Yes. Did, did, yeah. did you ever see those, Reinhardt? Yeah, they looked like honestly precursors to what we're going to start seeing with the uh, the medical, like the medical police, 
Oh my god, just full like, whew, like, uh, full full Hollywood theatrics. And oh, I yeah. wonder, first responders to a to a Sierra Leone, so West African uh, virus crisis and upheaval. Wonder how the Chinese made it better. Hmm. Well, probably didn't see a decrease in numbers. No. No, probably more dead Africans, but like, who cares? Because you know, based, right? Yes. So, so that whole base Chinese joke about how they're going to come up with a virus that's particularly designed to wipe out all the Bantu is is just sort of a, it's a little bit of a residual scientific cope, right? Yes, definitely. Definitely. So it's not. Darn it. No, I know. I know. Based, right? China, Darn it. Based Chinese. No, they're really just going to work them all to death and force them to sh- for the re- force the rest to shoot each other and the rest well, of the whites. If you've ever watched Empire and Dust, you could see how uh, the working them to death is going to yeah. it might kill the Chinese out of it'll, stress it'll, before it kills out of frustration. It'll kill the Chinese out of frustration, <laughs> definitely. So back to Africa, real quick. So these are the things that happen with Ebola, right? You have um, you know, the rash and the bleeding and all this stuff. But guess what? All that stuff comes from poisoning. You have chronic malnutrition and starvation. That con- these conditions are endemic in Liberia, Sierra Leone, Guinea. The number one cause of T-cell depletion in the world. And, oh, you know what happens in those countries? In those countries, especially rubber production and all kinds of other chemical production and poison water. The Liberian Coca-Cola bottling plant had some sort of black liquid seeping into black the dirt. Goo. Mm-hmm. It's black goo. Yeah, we're going to talk about black goo soon, too. Um, Yeah, it's really bad over there in Africa, but there's no such thing as Ebola. The real right, reason for like- Ebola... It's most likely industrial pollution, like organophosphate pesticides. They cause bleeding. Vast overuse of antibiotics causes bleeding. Severe debilitating nutritional deficiencies, which can cause bleeding. Starvation, drastic electrolyte loss, chronic diarrhea, grinding poverty, war, vaccination campaigns in people whose immune systems are compromised due to all the bleeding. Uh, And because of that, vaccines can easily wipe out what's left of these people's health. So... Not to mention, they are working in extremely high temperatures under a lot of stress. They are stuck in hazmat suits. Uh, you know, these, these people that are working on these people, right? They actually, um, the doctors are getting sick from, the, the people that are coming back that are getting sick, they're getting sick from the toxins that are there. Because they're there. Right. They're not getting sick because they're... Uh, contracting a virus from some coughing black kid they're living in the same environment right as them and again but but reinhardt there were people diagnosed with ebola outside of west africa though were they <clears throat> were they really bleeding from orifices or did they just have fevers and rashes and have some sort of similar symptoms to ebola well guess what Repackaging a set of common symptoms under different disease labels, it's pretty standard practice for the uh, medical field there. Well, especially when you know we're all experiencing the same sorts of things. Um, one 
one reason I think that they always use you know West Africa and Africa in general for all of these is it's very easy to go along with the narrative of the exploited African continent, the exploited African people. Um, look at what you know, the past 500 years has done to them. Now they're all sick, and now they're now we see all these viruses coming out of there. When really we're getting the same pollution, uh, the same poisons that are being sprayed into the air, the same pesticides put on our food. Um, right. So, like you're saying, Johnny, they're repackaging similar symptoms um, into the same virus. Virus well, quote. Right. But well, that's how viruses are transmitted because they're contagious. Duh. You come into the room and breathe, and if it's an airborne virus, I can breathe in the virus particles, and I can get the virus because you're contagious. So if that's the case, and Ebola is transmitted however it is, how can an Indian in Panama have antibodies from an African Ebola virus? Uh, you're not going to find the answer in virology. Right. Because science, you have to trust it. Yeah, right. No. Don't deny it. <laughs> Don't deny the science. Bill Nye told me not to don not to deny. Right. All right. So basically, symptoms from different things. You know, colds. Like, okay, so being contagious. So, like, what I basically was saying was that guy in Panama could not have caught Ebola from Africa, right? Right. But somehow, these people in 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 uh, Panama were testing positive for the Ebola antibodies. How is that possible? How is that possible? Well, because these antibodies are simply proteins that your body produces when you release toxins that you have stored up in your body. Well, what about people being contagious? I've been at work with people that were sick and I got sick too. Okay? So it's contagious. That's how it works. Somebody coughed on my tools and I touched my tools and now I'm sick. Right? I mean, Jeff had a fever and he was throwing up, and I had a fever, and I was coughing and sneezing. I mean, it was a little bit different than what Jeff had, but I mean, I was clearly, I got it from Jeff. No. You and Jeff work in the same environment. You guys breathe in and are around the same toxins and pollutants. Jeff might get less sleep than you, and he might eat more processed foods than you. You might get more sleep than him and have less stress and eat, you know, whatever. Your environment at home might be a little different, but you're both exposed to the same toxins and pollutants at work. So you both, your bodies both react to those things. They react differently. Right. And that is probably one of the biggest, one of the biggest things to learn is that it just highlights how our bodies truly function, how our bodies function differently in accordance with various stimuli and various um, surrounding factors, mm -hmm. various external factors, something like you're saying outside of work. You know, yes, you're both breathing in the same toxic environment while you're working, but you could, you two could have totally different home lives and right. that does have an effect. And not just that. And then you have, you have things like um, the placebo effect, which is a legitimate thing. Like these medical companies study this they give the, the whole double blind thing, right? You have a, a group of people who receive the quote drug and a group of people who receive the quote sugar pill. And what's funny is people in the sugar pill group will experience side effects that should only occur if they took the 
actual medication, right? How does that happen? Well, the placebo effect is your body reacting to what it thinks is happening to it. So a lot of times the theory goes is that a cold comes from a psychosomatic, sort of psychosomatic placebo effect. So somebody at work sneezes. We've been conditioned for God knows how many generations to think that when somebody sneezes, oh God, I'm going to get sick, right? So your body's like, oh God, this person sneezed. So now your body goes into toxicity cleanse mode. Okay, we're all cleansing. And next day you have a bit of the sniffles. Well, because your body decided that what little toxins you had in it, it was going to get rid of. And now you have a little bit of a cold. Yeah. You don't have the same cold that Susie had. Susie has a full on 104 degree temperature and, uh, you know, a dry cough and an ear infection or whatever. You had the sniffles and a 99 degree fever for like a day or so. Right. Is Susie also like 400 pounds? Right. Diabetic. Right. Susie is a diabetic who lives on Mountain Dew and, and crawlers. Yes. Whatever. But this is this is what happens. This is how it works. You might not even have the same level of toxins in your body as the person who is sick that your that your body is reacting to. There's so much to this, man, and honestly, a lot of it sounds pretty schizo, but the more you think about it, the more it makes sense that that's how it works as opposed to tiny little microscopic things that you can only see if you have this magic thing called an electron microscope, which is basically, even if you have an electron microscope, you still have to trust that that CGI image you're looking at is real. Well, one of the huge light switches for me was the, uh, the German federal Supreme court case that the biologist proving that measles wasn't a virus. Yes, that's a good one. Uh, let's see, pull this up. In a recent ruling, judges at the German Federal Supreme Court confirmed that the measles virus does not exist. Therefore, there is not a single scientific study in the world which could prove the existence of the virus in any scientific literature. This raises the question of what was actually injected into millions over the past few decades. Not a single scientist, immunologist, infectious disease specialist, or medical doctor has been ever been able to establish a scientific foundation not only for the vaccination of measles, but any vaccination for infants, pregnant women, the elderly, and even many adult subgroups. <laughs> Uh, Merck was slapped with two separate class action lawsuits contending that they lied about the effectiveness of the mumps vaccine, not even the measles, but the mumps as well. Mm -hmm. And their, and their combination MMR shot a fabric, uh, fabricated efficacy studies to maintain the illusion for the past two decades that the vaccine is highly protective. I think I had this whenever I was like eight or nine. The MMR shot. Yeah, that's yeah. That's pretty standard. The MMR shot is given to kids. Uh, the first one is between 12 and 18 months, and the second dose is between four and six. Now, much like, you know, the chickenpox shot, right? You get the chickenpox vaccine. Or do you? Or you get all kinds of vaccines, right? And kids 
kids that don't get the chickenpox vaccine, they get um, all they they tend to get the chickenpox, right? If you get the vaccine, do kids that get the vaccine for chickenpox get chickenpox? Is it like COVID? Like you can still get? I don't remember with the, with the. Uh, I think the narrative is that no, they don't. Um, okay. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is it if you don't get chickenpox as a kid, you can get shingles later? They say. No, if you don't get them as a kid, if you get, I had chicken pox as a kid and I got shingles as an adult. Yeah, you can get. Yeah, I, I, I have had both. Uh, They're two separate, supposedly viruses. One's a herpes zoster and one's something else. Anyways, the thing is, if you get, if you don't get chicken pox as a child and you do get it as a as an adult, it is terrible. I had a friend who got it when he was twenty five, and he had like a he had like one hundred and four degree temperature for three days. He almost died from the fever pretty sure cooked part of his brain or is it something else (laughs) well whatever it was yeah whatever it was he had 104 degree temperature for three days and red bumps all over his body so he was yeah obviously detoxing from something yeah i'd like to see what don and david from uh uh, what really makes you sick uh if they've got anything on chicken pox specifically that's one Mm -hmm. thing i did not look into extensively well, according to um, a long time ago, there was well, 40 years, there was a doctor named Dr. John Tilden and later Dr. Herbert Shelton stated that measles and nearly all diseases are a result of toxemia or poisoning of the bloodstream. So um, people who actually get the measles, their diet consists of primarily of processed dairy, refined flour, and sugar. What a surprise. Uh, what happens is their liver gets clogged and the toxins are expelled because because your liver does purify the blood. And so the liver can't purify properly and so the toxins are therefore expelled from the epidermis. Well, there you go. Right. And that's and that's the reaction that's caused as it's being expelled through your skin. Right, through your skin, which is the largest organ in your body. And your organs are your immune system, really. Your, your organs so are what, did- what takes care of the toxins. Your liver processes the blood. The skin out-processes pretty, every, pretty much everything. Um, you can change your diet, you know, uh, to... I'm not, I'm not promoting veganism. Um, I know in that... Those two authors of the book that we're all going to be reading because um, it's a very, very in-depth, crazy subject. Uh, but we're, we're the uh, what really makes you ill in their podcast? They talked about um, the Netflix documentary, which made me like right off the bat like not want to watch it because it's on Netflix. But then they talked about how they it was a doc a documentary about how athletes changed the, certain group of athletes changed their diets to completely vegan and improved performance. Lowered body fat, uh, improved every metric, you know, that they could improve by diet. Joe Rogan and his guys tore it apart, uh, after which they had the create the producer or whoever of the documentary on with Joe Rogan, and they went over it and he changed his mind. So Well, didn't he go full carnivore? Joe Rogan at one point went full carnivore, yeah. It was all like stuff he hunted too. It was like bear that he sh- that he shot, elk that he got himself, mountain goats that he killed. Yeah, I mean, still if, take- if if I killed an elk, I'd want to eat it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
Like I wouldn't go vegan. Like I would choose to go vegan then because of, you know, some Netflix show. Yeah. Some people on my show told me some stuff. Well, he had, like I said, he had his guys on there and they watched the documentary and they, they did their Joe Rogan breakdown of it. And they basically discounted the entire thing. And then they had the guy who made the documentary on and he completely changed Joe's changed Joe's mind. So, I mean, Joe's mind is easily blown. And of course we, of course will believe anything. So I love that. I love that. How like, you know, just because opinions on things change, uh, we'll just believe anything, you know? Well, that means that you have no solid ground and means that you're just totally a shill for whatever you're talking about this week. Clearly. Right, right, right. Because human beings are just static. We are all just static. We we believe what we believe, draw our line in the sand, and never move anything. My grandfather didn't I'm like I'm going to get my hands on the directed energy weapons so I can dustify comment sections. <laughs> you already kind of do dustify comment sections. Yeah. Yes, I do. What's that, that compliment? That, <laughs> oof. I'm joking. All right, all right, all right. I'm joking. I know. So, yeah, because we we totally, we're just shilling these people's book that I can't even remember the title of. So, no, but I am now shilling our t shirts. Go to uh, dissidentapparel.com and uh, buy our t shirts, please. Why are you shilling? I was going to shill a uh, Jewish show by posting a clip in the chat that kind of goes back to the whole it's all in your mind bit. If you would, uh, if you want to play it, play this and start to, okay. Um, okay. Hold on. Let me get this clip up while I'm waiting for my computer to load this clip. Uh, are we, are we done with, with stuff to so what's going on? We're, we're now we're at the part of the show where we shill stuff. Uh, no, not at all. It's just since you brought up that all we do is shill stuff, I was just oh, going to go ahead and oh. shill the t-shirts again. Good. Yeah, I got you. Good. That that makes sense. Took the opportunity. I got you. Okay. I mean, why not? I mean, they're great t-shirts and they're very comfortable and uh, you really help out the show and just in apparel.com by getting our t-shirts. And it's a lot better than the other crappy t-shirts you got because those aren't Paranormies t-shirts. Right. Buy our t-shirts. This is a threat. Support a good small white business. Mhm. Also, also go to Mighty White Soap Company and buy some soap. Yes. I'm dude, I'm telling you, I am I'm I'm really really happy with their soap. So. Nice. Glad you're liking it. Yeah, I they ran out of uh they have shampoo balls. I don't know what those are. I'm going to try those out next time. I'm assuming it's shampoo. Nice. But I'm just using their soap on my hair. So, like, I'm a guy. I don't care. Yeah, that's what I would do. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, there's no... Like I said, you can pretty much eat their soap. It's, pre- it's pretty damn cool. All right. So, okay. So, the clip is loaded. Let's see what Dr. House has to say. We should have turned back. We should have turned back. House. 
Hold this. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a passenger with a confirmed case of bacterial meningitis. If we land as soon as possible, the passenger will not survive. It's very likely that some of you have been infected as well. As soon as you start feeling symptoms, we need to isolate you in your first class cabin. Fever, rash, nausea, and in the late stages, a tremor in the left hand. Neo! I have that. Oh, God. What do we do? Break out the bubbly. Yo, listen up! Bad news is, you have an illness. The good news is, it's not meningitis. It's not fatal, it's just embarrassing. It's conversion disorder, more commonly known as mass hysteria. It happens often in high anxiety situations, especially to women. I know it sounds sexist, but sciences are weak and soft, what can I do? House, you're wrong. Look at my hand! Yeah, look at her hand. Shaking left hand, what is that a symptom of? Not meningitis. It's basically a symptom of nothing. So put the idea into their heads and watch that happen. Same thing the pain cruelly did with the puking and the rash. The rash is in my head? Your mind controls your body. Think there it is. Your mind controls your body. That's a longer clip than I thought it was going to be, but yeah. Your mind controls your body. That's more of an episode of House that I've ever watched in my life. Same. <laughs> Same. Jack? Same. Jack? I only know this because my mom nope. made me watch it with her when I was I wasn't a kid. asking for an explanation. I was just going to tell you, don't ever do that again. I, I'm not, but right. you know what? Good thing that happened because it became relevant now. It was like a five-minute clip. I prefer them to be like 30 seconds. Yeah. I totally zoned out. It was like, a last-minute thing when it became like the whole in-your-head sort of thing. And I'm like, oh, I remember a bit from the show. Well, mass hysteria. That's yeah. I mean, we see that we have seen nothing but that over the past two years, and we've seen it gradually ramp up from you know Ebola, Zika, swine flu. You name it. Pick one one of these quote pandemics and compare it to now, and you can see the the increase of the effectiveness of mass hysteria. And that goes into several other topics rather than just fake virology, but. You repeated yourself. <laughs> well, this this gets into the placebo effect of pills too, right? I was just right. talking about the placebo effect, like they do in the double blind studies, where they give you the sugar pill and they give somebody the quote actual drug. They give you the Coca Cola and they give you the Pepsi and they ask you which one you like more, and depending on the booth, you always pick the right one. That's that's not the placebo effect. Oh, yeah, that is that's that a, is not it. That's a blind taste test. <laughs> a little different. Placebo effect is when you're given nothing and you're told that you're going to experience something. Right. Well, or you're given a sugar pill and like, yeah, you're totally that's gonna yeah. Or like in the movie, what was that movie? Go. The the girl was selling like aspirin as ecstasy and like talked somebody into having an ecstasy experience. So basically, placebo to affect. I, I may or may not been in a situation in high school where someone had purchased a bag of oregano and <laughs> then smoked some of it 
and told us they got high, even uh, even though, like, it was totally oregano. Uh, everyone may or may not have been in that situation yeah. at one point or another. Yeah, pretty sure. And I'm pretty sure that um, nobody actually got high. Not even placebo yeah. high. Like, everybody got a headache and nobody was happy. <laughs> you, you think... You think he really just lied to us that he got high because he really wanted to hang out with us that bad? Did you make him smoke the oregano? Nobody made him do anything. I don't dog, but it's like 25 years ago. You can tell the story. <laughs> like nobody cares. Like nobody cares. This guy's probably like got like three kids and a divorce now. So just like tell the story. <laughs> well, he should have. He should have come up to us the next day and said, hey, motherfuckers, that wasn't real. But he didn't. No. And said he, instead, he lied to us about how high he got, and we were completely blown away because we were expecting him to be at least pissed off. Right. But he wasn't. Instead, you're like... And he kept hanging around. He kept some, hanging around. This he is kept some hanging magic, around. This is some magical oregano. Well, I mean... We only sold that one bag that one time. Right, but you, you didn't know? think, you didn't really think he got high off it, did you? No, no. Oh, okay. But we, I mean, if he smoked oregano, he probably coughed himself into an ethereal fit. That's possible. Ethereal fit? Yeah. Hey, <laughs> just some kind that? of experience. Some kind that of That sounds experience. like something that happens when you, like, you need to roll a saving throw and you fail. <laughs> Vivisect yourself into an ethereal fit. Right. I rolled a natural 20. I'm fine. (laughs) Well, nat 20 could be, I mean, it could be vivisection. Sure. Sure. So measles (laughs) are not, measles are not a virus. Okay. Dr. Stefan Lanka. He initially offered a hundred thousand euros to anyone who could provide scientific evidence that the measles virus existed. So he initially had been ordered to pay up in court after Dr. David Barden's check that name, see if that's Jewish, attempted to claim the prize after providing the biologist with a study that had been published in a medical journal. At the time, a judge in the regional court in Ravensburg, South Germany, ruled in the favor of Dr. Barden's in the controversial decision claiming criteria for evidence had been met. However, after uh, uh, first civil senate of the uh, the BGH confirmed a judgment by the higher regional court and the sum of 100,000 euros was offered as scientific proof was oh wait did not have to be paid the first civil case confirmed a judgment by the higher regional court and the sum of 100,000 euros was offered as a reward for scientific proof that did not have to be paid to the plaintiff. The plaintiff was also, okay, so yeah, so the, so he lost. And he was also, not only did, did the Dr. Bardell's lose, Barden's lose, but he also had to pay the court costs of Dr. Stefan Lanka. That's cool. Good. Fuck that guy. I mean, that should be, that's pretty much standard practice. Yep. So five more times. Five more experts, including one doctor, professor, doctor, doctor. Whoa. No, I'm just reading. Professor, doctor, doctor, Andreas Podblieski. Who? Podblieski. Podblieski. I'm double doctor. Here, Sky. Yeah. Podblieski. Podblieski. I don't know. Anyways. 
who had been appointed by the OLG Stuttgart as the preceding court, have consistently found that none of the six publications which have been introduced to the trial, none contain scientific evidence of the existence of the alleged measles virus. That's it. No virus. There is no measles virus. Measles is not a virus. So what the hell have they been injecting people with? Hmm? Poison. Yeah. Demons. Cancer. Demons. You know what the number one ingredient in all vaccines is, right? Aborted baby parts. Demons. Kabbalah. Same it's thing. Demons. It's demons. Y'all just repeated yourselves. Did you guys not see that the meme? Shot. That shot is poison. I did see the meme and I loved it, actually. That was that was great. Yes. Settle down, Ronnie. <laughs> and you can see that meme and more on t.me slash Paranormies Present. That's right. The what, do you, what do you think Bell Biv DeVoe thinks about uh, the jab? I, I, I thought I just told Ronnie to chill out. <laughs> I had to see that gif earlier today. So that's good stuff. Man. Yeah, that's, that's, I forgot how bad that music video was. It's terrible. The that's, stuff that, that, that they, the stuff that blacks wore in the very late eighties, early nineties is, is truly, oh, truly entertaining. We were actually talking about that. Cause the one black guy at work had on a South pole t-shirt today. That's remember? at least like late nineties. Is it late nineties? I thought I think he said ninety six, yeah. but whatever. Yeah, but like when we with start like Mecca, Mecca mm -hmm. and Echo Unlimited and mm -hmm. stuff like that. That's late nineties, yeah. early two thousands. What South Pole was? Yes. Early two thousand? Uh both. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. But we were I talking about some of the, we were talking about some of the older stuff like the cross colors and Fubu and Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Boo -boo. Well, oh, cross, boo -boo. cross colors oh. definitely is early nineties. Uh, that and skids, skids, and Z Cavaricis. Oh my god, Z Ca dude! I used to wear Z Cavaricis. Really? And, oh yeah, yeah. I had uh, I had a pair of Jerbo jeans. Francois Jerbo? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, those oh were. Terrible. Dude, I was an Italian kid from Connecticut. Okay, we all wore we all wore Cavaricis and um, what the fuck were those boots? With the silver tips. Uh, I can't remember the name of the boots. But the silk shirt with the with the little um the bolo tie. Oh yeah. Oh, totally. Mm -hmm. And this the slicked hair that wasn't a mullet, but it looked like a mullet, just the way you combed it. Yeah. I had a sweet blue jean jacket. I had a blue jean jacket that had at one point had uh the Simpsons airbrushed on the back of it. Remember when airbrushing jean jackets was cool? And then I decided I wanted to be like the cool metal dude and like my, my Simpsons jacket was gay. Because when in the 90s, in the 80s and the 90s, you could like, you know, go home for the summer as one kid and come back the next the next school year as some totally different kid. Like that was the thing. It was like, yeah, that happened a lot. A lot. Yes. And you could do it on over a weekend sometimes. But I, I came back. Uh, I left as the skateboarder kid who had like a bunch of Simpsons stuff. And I came back as like the uh, skateboarder kid who had like all the uh, heavy metal patches on the back. I put a big misfits patch and a Metallica patch over the Simpsons stuff. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Whatever. I was 16. Shut up. I'm picturing all this in my head right now. I'm, I'm trying, trying not to. to. My, my friend, uh, 
my friend and I, we painted on the back of his leather jacket, we painted the 45 cover to the Misfit single, uh, Who Killed Marilyn. That was awesome. Which one's? Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. And, uh, and Die Die My Darling. That, that was a good cover, too. I just had the standard Misfit skull face, you know, the big, the big, huge back patch. Yeah, we're, we're artistically inclined, so it was a good way to spend our free time, which we had a lot of. Mm-hmm. A lot of study hall back then. <laughs> so okay, back. <laughs> Where were we? What were we talking about the last? How did we get to? How did we get to high school? Okay. Gen uh, X well, reference. the things. Well, the, well, oh, the, the things that make you sick right, are yeah. free radicals. That's right. And everything in the '90s was radical, dude. Right. So right. to get rid of free radicals, you have to have the right nutrients, antioxidants, and get plenty of sleep. Yes. So basically... If you want to get better. Yeah, you want to improve what An- An- um, Antoine Bichamp called your terrain. You can't get sick if your terrain is healthy. Basically. So uh, if you... Keep a clean environment. You eat clean foods. You protect yourself from uh, EMF is a big thing, too, by the way. EMF can make you sick. EMF and um, infrasound as well. Oh, uh, yes. Sounds that we, yes. that we cannot hear with the naked eye or with the naked ear. It's hard um, to hear, but with they naked do eye. affect our bodies. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult to hear with the naked eye. You apparently have never done acid. Jack, it's Johnny Monoxide. Jack, I know. It, I, I, I was kidding. I, I know. Sometimes, never mind. Um, shit, I forgot what I was gonna say. Yes, the infrasounds. Now, that's like ultrasound, or, or, or like ultra high frequency or ultra low frequency. Are you talking about? Um, infrasound is ultra low frequency. Okay. So it's generally below, what is it, 20 hertz? Yeah, 20 hertz. Um, so, so well below we the brown. We cannot note. perceive it. Okay. Yeah, we cannot perceive it. Um, but it actually can be quite harmful uh, with like continued exposure. Uh, I heard a story. There was uh, the guy who actually, quote, discovered infrasound. His story was that he had a, a fan that was placed in his office one day, and he didn't notice it, uh, didn't notice the issue. But he started feeling uh, very sick. Uh, just every day at work, he he would just get sick. He had fever, break out in sweats. Mm. Um, had weird supernatural experiences too. Was hallucinating things, um, and discovered the fan was emitting in, uh, infrasound, and that's what started his his study of the phenomenon. But yes, it can be very harmful to your terrain. But sound can also heal vibration. Yes. 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 So we'll we'll have to do an episode on music at some point here too. We are definitely going to do an episode on music. We're going to be doing an episode on language. We're going to be doing more episodes on these uh, fake viruses um, and fake pandemics and other major medical instances of death. <laughs> which well, and how some fake. of these have been used to uh, to cover up things such as you know population resets right or just good old-fashioned well poisonings that too yep 
the body can heal itself. Only the body can heal itself. And the medication, all it does is mask symptoms. Right. That's what actually I was talking to was I talking to somebody about that yesterday. And I I've completely stopped taking all the things. I stopped taking ibuprofen. I've stopped taking um I mean I still take my vitamins and my supplements, but I, I stopped taking all of my petroleum based supplements because a lot of the stuff you you buy your body's not even absorbing it because it's not natural and you're just wasting your money Um, yeah but Uh, lots of moisturizers too something for your largest organ your skin um these things can poison your body as a whole right right putting stuff on your skin gets absorbed through your skin can make you very sick over time you know and these toxins build up and eventually you'll have a rash that's your body expelling the toxins or you'll have a cold you'll be in your body you start sneezing and it's your sinuses expelling those toxins those the pollutants that were in there or whatever you want to call them poisons or your hair will start falling out too right um, right there's that all- can be caused with harmful shampoos mm-hmm. big pharma yet again mm-hmm. right big corn <laughs> Ah, big corn, definitely. My body expels that real quick. Uh, all right. I mean, oh, so Dogbot can talk about his work, bowel movements. Yeah, corn. Corn is terrible for you. It is terrible. Yes, it's the food of demons. It really is. It, yeah, it's like, how do you? If you need more proof of that, just corn. go look at the ancient carvings of giants picking corn. I I am still just completely horrified by that one Twitter thread I read uh, two and a half years ago about how everything is made from corn. Yeah. I wish I I wish I had that screen uh, screenshotted and archived somewhere. Wait, I'd like so to go through, I'd like to go through it again. Always has been, Jack. Always has been. You get nothing. You get corn and other poisons. Mm. Come out. We have you surrounded. Take your corn syrup. <laughs> corn syrup. syrup. Corn. Yes. Oof. But yeah, you know this 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 product. It's got uh, corn syrup, high fructose corn syrup, corn solids, uh, corn starch. Meat. But they give it to the cattle, so it's good for us, right? Right, right. Corn's good for the cattle, so it's good for us. And if you... The Indians gave it to us. Feathers, not dots. Well, going along with this, the terrain theory is not just for humans. Uh, Yeah, you feed corn to animals, and it will will taint their meat. If you eat the meat that they are fed, or if you eat the meat from an animal that is fed, uh, corn diets, they're fed uh, seed oils which bloat their stomachs and poison their stomachs especially if they're poultry that don't have multiple stomachs that can filter out these poisons um, you will be ingesting that and that is no better than just drinking any of this poison straight right no it's totally true I mean, like, buy from a local butcher buy from a local butcher raise your own meat if you can I mean raise your own eggs if you can uh, get local milk if you can. You know, if you can't, buy as much organic as you can. Well, and even organic labels are absolute BS as well. They're sprayed with the same stuff nine times out of ten. All right. Well, buy from buy if you from, buy from farmers markets, that's different. You, well, yeah, farmers markets can use Miracle Grow. I mean, farmers, you know, that's just because that's true. That's grow true. your own stuff. Yeah, just grow your own stuff. 
and buy from other people who grow their own stuff. Right. Trade. Pretty much. Harder. Yeah. There's. I mean, that's literally it. I mean, otherwise, you know, just eat as best as you can. Like get get the best you can. Get the best. Like go to the crunchiest hippiest store. Find the four dollar tomatoes. <laughs> that's the problem there, and that's and there and again, there's your problem. All the stuff that's truly good for you is really expensive. And that's always been the meme. You know, my, my family, we've always laughed about that. I've always said that that was retarded, but it actually is incredibly harmful. And that is a very uh, intrinsic thing in, in this Jewish beast system that we have. Well, it, this is something that is going to become harder and harder and harder. I, I found out recently it's harder and harder to uh, purchase chickens just regular chickens. Uh, Tyson is buying up all the means at which you can get chickens for yourself. So you have to sort of know somebody that knows somebody that wants to part with chickens so you can make your own chickens. Uh, basically, you've got Bill Gates buying up all the independent farmland. So it's becoming harder and harder to grow your own food. Uh, people who grow food organically can't get the right licenses to put uh certain labels on their products to get them to market. And it's just that they're making it more and more and more difficult in order for you to maintain a healthy, uh, a healthy means of ingesting good food. Therefore you have to be more and more reliant on their industrial beast system. Right. I drive past um, a couple times a week. I go past, chicken trucks and i see that it's the tight they're tyson trucks and those i've i mean i feel bad for those birds you know just looking at them they're disgusting and they're like missing most of their feathers and they're a special breed that only grows to that shape like a regular chicken doesn't look like that but anyways those things are industrial farm they're not even chickens really at this point they're like just a product it's just you're bloated hybrids. Bloated, yeah, hybrids and injected with all kinds of water and steroids and stuff. And, I, and again, I feel bad for him. But like Tyson uh, Pilgrim Foods is the other big chicken distributor. Yeah, they're buying up all they're doing like like Bill Gates is doing with the farmland. They're buying up all the chickens. Um, certain breeds you can't get from uh, chicken. I don't know if you call them distributors, but uh, breeders, chicken breeders like Myers Hatchery has been out of a couple of breeds for a very long time. And, and I think it might have something to do with them being bought up. So I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but with Bill Gates doing that with the farmland um, and the trains, the means with which to get the food places. Yeah. Bill Gates is putting himself in uh, probably uh, the greatest philanthropist of all time. Right. All these people that are doing all this stuff, they're all philanthropists. All these these vaccinators and these these movers and shakers in the medical industry, all these people that are behind all these big um, developments in the medical industry are always just a philanthropist. If it wasn't for they're the philanthropist... The goodness of their hearts. The goodness of their hearts and the bottomlessness of their pockets. We have the goodness of vaccines. Thanks, Louis Pasteur. So Louis Pasteur on his deathbed he said, the microbe is nothing, the terrain is everything. The famous last words of Louis Pasteur, father of the germ theory of disease. Now, that is the official narrative of what he said when he died. Yeah, I don't buy it. But 
No, I don't believe that either of these people were even... Look at the picture of Bishamp. And tell me that's not Jacques Cousteau with a beard. Are you saying all French look alike? Yes. So you're saying if Daft Punk takes their masks off, they look like Louis Pasteur? Please, no more Daft Punk references, please. I can't take any more Daft Punk references. (laughs) That's the only one. You had one the other day. One too many. You don't don't remember you were going to? Never mind. I'm not going to. Let's get out of here, guys. How about that? That works. All right. I think we've done well here. And we're, I mean, we're obviously not done. No, we're, we are clearly not finished. There's, there's a lot more to this. But just know this. Viruses are fake. Your body is self-healing. Medicines are bad. Eat right. Take care of yourself. And you'll be better. I mean, like, don't be a fat piece of shit. I mean, you don't, you don't even really have to exercise. Like, lifting is great, but... Exercise is not necessary for your body to be healthy. I mean, it might be to get your body into a healthy shape if your if your shape is more than what right. It's if to you want to, if you want to get harder, better, faster, stronger. God damn it! Oh my god! Just what? exercise. I, you know what? Honestly, I wouldn't even give that disclaimer. Just exercise. Go on a run. Go lift. There's no excuse. Lift heavy objects. Right. Yes. Even if it's a rock. Go lift it. Dude, I'm dying. Especially rocks. That part we edited Especially out. Especially rocks. Those are fun. Just pick them up and throw them. Throw them That's in a method that, to do. you know, works, that P- works your body, not throwing them at something. Well, I mean. That's what they used to do. Just like a 5G tower or, I mean, know, no, don't the, do that. Through don't the do window this. of a museum. I mean, Try whatever you want to do with your Whatever rocks. you want to do with your rocks, you do with your rocks. I'm not telling anybody what to do with their rocks. Stop telling people what to do with their rocks, Dogbot. Thank I'll you. tell people what they should do. They should throw their used car batteries into the ocean. Yeah, I mean, that's something you should definitely do. That's, that's something everybody should be doing anyways. I don't know if you're not doing it. And that salt water wants to go back to its home, okay? Daily it's reminder, it's, it's a, a safe and legal thrill, and it recharges the uh, ocean. electric gills. So. And, yeah, and yeah. it works out your back. Yes. Hey, guys, did you know, did you know Reinhardt discovered the gym recently? Oh, did he? <laughs> You can't tell. He's like one comment away from being like a CrossFit type guy. You know, you can tell a CrossFitter, right? Walking in the same. Shut up about it. Exactly. (laughs) It's all I have time for, man. I know, Reinhardt. I know. Flipping tires. Never done that. Flipping tires and doing the battle ropes. Oh yeah, the the, the ropes up and down. Oh, Oh yeah. I see that once in a while at the gym. Like a trainer will bring those in for uh, middle-aged women who just recently got divorced. They'll 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 start doing the ropes and stuff. Didn't Stone Toss do the meme of like CrossFit versus like vegans? Meme. No, it was no, it was it was vegans versus cyclists for most annoying or obnoxious. Alex McNabb BTFO. Well, it was it was directly directed at Alex McNabb. It was like vegans yes. are it was like vegans are like the most, you know, most obnoxious. And then it was like, hold my beer, here comes McNabb. Or so I don't know. It was in a boxing ring, but yeah, it was it was specifically for McNabb. I, I used that was- to have an Alex McNabb copy pasta 
but that's long gone, and I wish I could find it again. There were several floating around. He he's pretty good. He's pretty good as far as writing goes. I just remember it started off as like B. Alex McNabb ride oh, a bike. Yes, the B. Alex McNabb copy book. Yeah, yeah. It's like the whole like uh, B. Alex McNabb ride a bike. Get your wife pregnant, blah blah blah. Yeah, was, that is, something heart attack, and then yeah, yeah. It's it's a very short version of the Navy Seal copy pasta, but bicycles. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember that. Yes. All right. Now that we all remember that, we're gonna get out of here. I'm sure there's gonna be a creepy pasta at the end of this, so stick around, and we'll be back on the midweek show. Yes. We have a lot of stuff going on that we almost got into tonight, but we're going to have to save it. Hopefully, hopefully we have enough time on Tuesday and there's not too much news till Tuesday night because like there's a lot of stuff already. No, don't worry. We'll get through it all on Tuesday and then about 15 other things will drop uh, Wednesday morning. First right. thing. Right. Right. We'll go around the world one more time. God damn it. <sighs> all right. On the Nationalist Inquirer. We'll see you later. Germ theory makes you gay. Five cardinal rules for surviving the anomaly. One, do not talk about the anomaly. Do not mention it. Act as though everything is normal, because as far as the anomaly is concerned, it is. Consequences of talking to or about the anomaly will spread far beyond you. For everyone's sake, never talk about the anomaly. Two, do not inspect or interact excessively with the anomaly. We as a race cannot let it know we are here. Once more, the anomaly does not know anything it does wrong. To it, nothing is. So far, it has exhibited benign behavior, but we know what its kind is capable of if they sense danger. Again, consequences spread far beyond you. 3. Do not, under any circumstances, make any sort of attempt to maim or incapacitate the anomaly. With all due respect, it is far larger and far more powerful than you, and you cannot kill it by yourself. In fact, attempting to do so will result in the surefire destruction of the human race. Government officials are currently strategizing and configuring a plan for how best to rid ourselves of the anomaly. There will likely come a time to kill the anomaly, and that time is not now. Please do not make any attempts on the anomaly's life or safety. Again, we have researched extensively what there is to research, and we know how it will react. 4. Please do not torment the security personnel guarding more profoundly affected areas. They are just doing their job, and excessive anger near the major organs of the anomaly will register in its nervous system as a severe threat. It does not understand that it is hugely more of a threat to us than we are to it. 5. Do not look up. Its eyes are there. <laughs>